I say, Africa must wake up, the sleeping sons of Jacob, for what tomorrow may bring. May Our dynasty on the morning bliss. Can you tell me, young ones, who are we today? Today we speak on our dynasty about Sibedi. Uh, Ancient Voices uh, launched um, a huge number of writings in Sesotho Salibua Sibedi. Terence Ball, who's from SA Heritage Publishers, is going to tell us more about these writings. Good morning, Terence. Thank you for joining us. As always, how are you? We're well, thank you. How are you doing? Good, 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 good. All ready and prepared. (laughs) (laughs) Wonderful, wonderful. Um, Sibedi Salibua is one of our 11 official languages, Sibedi. And you are launching um, some of the writings by writers and historians of Sipedi Salibua. How many writings are there in this language? And are they enough? Well, interestingly, by far the majority of writings from the entire collection comes from Sisutu Salibua. There are 84 contributing authors who between them wrote 476 uh, separate writings. Um, and indeed, one of the most prolific authors uh, in the series as a whole was Reverend Rabutata, who was a secretary for the Marupen kings, the kings of the Bapedi, a private secretary, as well as uh, being a Muruti, a priest. And he's left us 2,900 typewriter written A4 pages which is clearly by far the most comprehensive history of the Baperdi and the people of uh, Sekukuni. So, um, yeah, very interesting. Wow, what a lot of writings. Um, How do you discover all these uh, writers and their writings? Because they're not in our history books. They're not in our libraries necessarily. No, absolutely. Um, these, this was part of a collection held by the University of Pretoria for nearly 100 years. These writings were written between about 1925 and 1955, 1960. Um, we are doing what we can to trace descendants of the authors to find out more about them, and we've done quite a bit of that already. What we can say is the majority of them were either teachers or priests. There are a large number of traditional leaders amongst them. But what they probably all have very much in common is that they were clearly the first to be literate amongst their people. And what we're beginning to pick up is that as a result of that, many of these authors were then placed on the royal councils because for the first time, the royal councils had somebody who could write down and record the content of their meetings. And that's what makes the content of these writings so interesting. Very, very interesting. The significance, the significance of having these writings and also um, giving access to the greater public to these writings, what is the significance? Well, let me start by saying, you know, the, the 84 authors, and we haven't obviously been able to do a head count at this stage because there are, are simply so many writings, but the majority of them interviewed the then elderly Um, amongst their communities, or those who had a particular speciality, say traditional leaders or knew a lot about the history, etc., etc. And so you have, I suppose, if you like, a kind of a people's history long, long before that that term kind of became politically correct and then fell out of use. 
um, it's 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 the writings about the history and culture of the people as told and written by themselves in their mother tongue. And of course, we've had to put these into the new spelling rules and translation in the language concerned, and then to advance um, the knowledge of uh, the history and culture of our people amongst non-speakers of the language, put them in English as well. So uh, that's what we are doing, and uh, it's, it's I, I believe, of absolute importance, particularly in teaching reading to young ones, because for the first time in the history of our country, Indigenous uh, language mother tongue speakers are going to be able to read about their own histories written by their own ancestors in their mother tongue, right down to the very villages in which they live, Khamabapolo, Khamasesane, and so on. Terence, when is uh, this uh, particular launch of all these writings? It's happening on Tuesday next week. Uh, it's in partnership with the Department of Sport, Arts and Culture in Limpopo. And of course, it's the third uh, launch that we're having. Uh, Limpopo has three uh, official indigenous languages for which they are directly responsible. Chitsonga, Chivenda, and the largest of these, Susutu Salibua. Uh, and I must also say that, you know, the Susutu Salibua provinces cover the vast majority of clans that live in that province, from the Bapalaburwa in the northeast down to the Bapedi, Batubatsi, and so on. Um, and, I, you know, so much interesting information has come from these writings uh, about the movements of people in that province in the early part of the 1800s and later 1800s. Very interesting. Now, with um, the, the writings themselves, are, are, are they folk tales um, mixed with uh, writings of, of historical events? What are some of them um, premised around? Uh, you know, without any uh, exaggeration, I can say that they cover virtually every aspect of the history and culture of the people's concerned. So you'll have um, ancestor worship details about how the, the ancestors, uh, um, well, how, how our ancestors worship their ancestors, um, for, to rites of passage from uh, a woman falling pregnant to uh, birth, uh, her isolation, uh, her, her coming out with the baby, um, coming of age ceremonies, marriage, death, etc. Uh, it uh, traditional medicine is covered in detail. Many of the traditional medical practices uh, practitioners of those years are interviewed um, about their um, knowledge of of traditional medicine, of bone throwing, uh, bones that make up that that have to be included uh, in in the package that that of bones that is thrown. You name it, children's games. I won't go on and on, but everything you can imagine is covered. Wow. It's intriguing. Wow, very interesting. I think these are books we should really be getting our hands on. Um, the, the, the event, the launch, is happening in uh, Jan 1st. Um, why did you choose this particular venue? The department selected that venue because that is the location of one of the first missions in that province uh, and a mission which started to um, encode or write down uh, the language, Sisipsipedi, Sisutisalibua. Uh, and so that is where writing in this language originated. Uh, so they decided to select that venue. And of course, it's very appropriate because one of our authors, uh, Agnes Mampuru, 
taught at a school here called Tetane, not far from Jane First. And we're thrilled to say that we've contacted the headmaster of the school she taught at, and a number of their learners will be participating in reading extracts from these writings. And obviously, um, we will give her them her writing to read because of their association with the school she taught at. So it really does give a, a practical application to the history of the Bapeti. I love that. I love the fact that an event that has to do with the people is um, done in the community of the people. Love it, love it, love it. Um, so can ordinary uh, citizens come to this uh, particular launch of these writings or is it by invitation only? No, uh, uh, the, the invitations are being sent out, but obviously members of the community and people who are prepared to travel there would be welcome to attend. Um, so, uh, you know, it, it previous uh, um, launches have been open and very successful and have kind of followed the same formula where we celebrate the launch of these materials and writings in the areas in, in which the language is spoken and use young learners um, to do these readings because clearly that is what these authors intended to carry their history and culture through to the next generations. And what we are doing, hopefully, is making these now far more accessible than they have been for a hundred years um, because they've been locked away in a university. Mm, amazing. If people want to um, get more details, is there a website they can follow or a number they can call? There is a website they can follow. And I'd also suggest, because we're a small operation, that if, if you permit it, I can give you our email address uh, mm-hmm. and, and ask them to email us. It's info at, and then this is all one word, S-A- Heritage Publishers, with an S at the end, .co.za. And if they Google SA Heritage Publishers, they'll find there's a tremendous amount that comes up on Google, um, and they can get our contact details from there as well. Excellent. Thank you so very much uh, for sharing uh, this with us, Terence. Great pleasure. Thank you for uh, showing an interest in, in our work.